What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode six of Ozubis TV. This week we've got on Josh Duach. Um, uh, keen to have him on. He just got announced to the NBA Global Academy. Um, just got announced to the under 19 EMUs as well. Um, as, and has committed to the Iona College, Iona Gales, I think they're called. Um, so exciting future for him. One of the Australia's better young players. Um, how you been, Hash? Good man, just same old really. Yeah, two weeks off, but it wasn't really off. So I was coaching a lot on my feet a lot. So you know, um, but I, I, you know what? I had some. I had I missed this. Like every yeah. week, we'd be thinking about who we're going to talk about and who we're going to talk to and stuff. Yeah, fair. And it was kind of like, became part of my week. So looking forward to getting back into it now. Yeah, we had a little break. Um, obviously, I was at 18s Nationals, which we'll get into. Um, but yeah, we're back. We've got some exciting guests lined up, so I'm keen to get back into it. 18s Nationals just passed. Um, WA Metro winning it for the boys and the SA Metro girls winning it, who is a very tough team. Um, did you watch much of it? I watched. Um, yeah, well, I did watch a bit of it, actually. Had a few guys obviously that I was following pretty closely and, and keeping in touch with during the tournament. So that kept me kind of engaged. Um, also good for me, what, one of my things I'm trying to do is get a hold of kind of nationwide prospects. Yeah. Um, just so I can, you know, stay on top of it. And it's good to good to catch them early. You know, 18s Nationals have got a great platform for that. So I tried to watch as much as I could. Um, yeah. It was cool. The telecasting was cool too. They had a few on KO, YouTube Live and everything. So it was cool. Yeah, I feel like the the way Basketball Australia really covered that event, they're really trying to improve, you know, the young coverage, the young basketball coverage. Um, yep. Each each platform, Basketball Queensland, Basketball Vic, I feel like they all did their little thing to keep everyone updated on the teams and such. Basketball Australia live streamed most of the games on YouTube. There was a couple big games which weren't streamed. My friends text me like, where can we watch? I'm just like, you know, this is a really big game. I don't know why it's not being streamed. I think you, yeah. you texted me one of them. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the semi final New South Wales versus. Um, yeah, you couldn't find that one? Uh, I, I wasn't on looking for the streams, but like, that's, that okay, one should I be. Had my, I have my boy's KO account, so I was able to log <laughs> in and, and watch it. Um, yeah. But yeah, they should have streamed those big games for sure. Yeah, but even that with the KO, the KO, the KO freebies or whatever they're called, they were streaming some games as well, which is cool to see. Yeah. You know, um, people can tune in. Um, some surprise players over the tournament. I'm going to give some shout-outs. I think one of the biggest ones, Rain mentioned him earlier when we talked to Rain, was Alex Tui. Mm. Uh, he recently signed to the COE. Um, and, yeah, he's really nice. Played for ACT. Um, definitely, I think, top three players there. Um, really long, athletic. Yeah, he's nasty, Alex Tui. Um, another surprising he's a, he's player. He's a lefty, right? Nah, who's a lefty? Who's that? Was that there was an athlete from ACT, a lefty that was that had a couple of dunks on your highlights? Oh Maybe no, no, it wasn't. Maybe he's lefty. I don't know. I don't know. But Alex did he Tui, have that nice? Did he have that dunk on a break off the spin move? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was him. But he might have just thrown it down left-handed. Huh? Maybe he just threw it down left-handed. I don't know. I, I just have the memory of it being left-handed. Maybe, maybe it wasn't even left-handed. That's just that. But that's him, right? Yeah, that's him. That big dunk from ACT but another standout was Rory Hawk and I've been Rory's from Queensland so I've been filming him for a little bit but um 
I don't know. It could just be me, but I feel like Rory's gotten really good all of a sudden. Like he was playing with Boston Maslin, who some people know, obviously, like, you know, big player, but he was playing with Boston Maslin. Um, they do a comp where it's like sections. And if you play in that section of the, like your school, you play on a thing called Met North and Met West, Met East. And um, he played for, what's it called? Nor- Northern something. Uh-huh. And he was like the third or fourth option on that team. And all of a sudden he's just gotten really good. And I think he averaged the most over that competition, Rory Hawk. He led Queensland yeah. North to second and they just lost to WA Metro. Um, yeah, he had a yeah, yeah, the beast nationals this year. Yeah, he's he's a good player. And he and he also got accepted into COE, Rory Hawk. So yeah. he's definitely he's one of the surprise players, I reckon. He stood out to me a lot in that comp. That to me too. He was um he's carrying that team, man. Eh? I felt yeah. like he was there. He was their number one option for sure. Hundred percent. I'm playing. I think Mundane was another surprise. Yeah, well, I don't know about surprise. Maybe nationwide surprise, but I've been working with him closely leading up to nationals, and um you know I tried to get him locked in and ready, and we've you know spoken about how the the 18s nationals is like the the big stage now, you know where it's like COE eyes on. Colleges now started looking at you, so it's like it's a pretty, pretty important kind of tournament. I, I thought he he kind of stepped up, and he was big time for New South Wales. Hundred percent. Is he? Is there a thing called? Is there a thing like bottom bottom age? In yeah, 18s? so bottom age and top age. Um, okay. Basically, like two years in every age group. Yeah. So he was bottom age. Uh oh, I'm not even sure. I think Ant is bottom age. He's got one more year in 18s. Yeah. Yeah. So he's bottom age. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, coming off the so bench, you make the a couple... as a bottom major, that means like obviously you're pretty, you're pretty good. Yeah, you're pretty good, especially yeah. yeah. Get another year at that 18th nationals. Yeah, obviously, Ant repping the shout out to Ant for repping the Oz Hooper socks. I walked in first day and I saw them on his feet. Yeah. I was like, hey, that's pretty sick. That's yeah, that's man. Sick. I thought Tyrese was tough too. I know I've got a new South Wales bias here, but Tyrese balled out, man. Yeah, Tyrese, obviously, I think, obviously, the best player there, probably, is, you know, got the most accolades playing for Australia and stuff like that but so silky man yeah he's so nice <laughs> I was, I've never I haven't worked with him here I've reached out to him a couple of times I've never really lined up schedules to get it in with him I know he's busy and in and out of, out of Canberra or whatever but man when I was watching it that's the first time I've seen him play like games like, like possession after possession and yeah. he uh, just super smooth with it you know doesn't look rushed doesn't look in his own age group like I remember seeing because he suited up for that for that boomers game didn't he yeah the Boomers yeah. game against the Tall Blacks. Yeah, obviously he didn't play too much, but, you know, you didn't get to see an awful lot. Obviously in that environment, it's a bit more, you know, he doesn't have the ball, every possession or whatever. But, man, when I saw him in that situation where he was just, the ball was his and he could do what he wanted, just super confident, super smooth. Yeah, I agree. He's nasty. He's going places for sure. Um, yeah. Players to look out for, I'm going to say Ethan Elliott out of WA Metro who won it. Um, yeah. He's the one with the, with the ponytail. Yeah, I remember um, him. I thought yeah, he was nice. Point guard, left-handed, got a nice form. Um, he's got the floater, the Tyler Harvey floater. Um, really good playmaker as well. He's yeah. definitely someone to look out for. And Dallas, forgive me if I pronounce this wrong, but Luridge. Um, I think she's the next big thing. Where's from? It's a girl. Oh, my fault. Yeah. I apologize, Dallas. That's <laughs> on me. Where, who does she play for? She plays for Vic Country. Okay. Um, yeah, she. I think she's the next big thing. She was averaging thirty three at one point a game. Whoa. Yeah, little little guard. Um, she's really tough, and she's currently playing for Dandy Dong. 
Um, Rangers, M- MBL one, yeah. yeah, and she's long, yeah. she's yeah, you know, I think she might she either top eight or bottom eight under eighteen. So, oh, oh she's seventeen right now. She's playing MBL one, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Right. The future. Earlier this week, earlier this week, um, big announcement in the NBL: Kai Soto, seven foot two, five star prospect. Um, it's from the Philippines, signed with the Adelaide Thirty Sixes on a multi year deal. Um, what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on this move? Well, the move itself is huge, man. Another international prospect, NBA hype around him coming to play in NBL. Like that's obviously big time for the league. Um, he's young as well, he's exciting. Gonna have the whole nation of the Philippines come yeah. with him because that's how they do over there, man. They get yeah. they they get a hold of one person and they will ride them, you know what I mean? So that comes with like however many people that their population will the whole of the Philippines will be tuning into the NBL now. Yeah, so I think it's big time from that standpoint. It's big time from from the NBA standpoint. Obviously, eyes are going to be on him, so they're going to have to be to watching him. And if you're going to watch him, you're going to watch everyone he plays against, which is all our kind of Australian talent, which is which is good for for the young guys coming up. So big time move, man. I think he's he's seven foot two, mobile, kind of like a Jokic, Chris Stapps, from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um. He's going to yeah, tear. Yeah, is a good one. Actually, that's a good comparison. Yeah, I think he's going to tear up the league a little bit. I don't know. Is, okay. Who's the, who's the tallest guy in the NBL right now? Uh, yeah. They've got they got DJ at 7'1". I think he's pretty. Yeah, they got um. I think DJ's Daniel Johnson seven one, isn't he? Yeah, he's some, he's pretty tall. The Bullets guy, what's his name? Hodgson. Yeah, Hodgson's tall. Hodgson's he's very pretty tall. tall. Yeah, he's tall. But I feel like seven foot two in the NBL is kind of like you know very big compared to everyone else. Well, I think he'll be he'll be big, and he's mobile, like you said, like he moves pretty smooth. Another 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 good thing, a part of that deal was it wasn't just a one year deal; it's a multi year deal. So if he does the first year, or he gets injured or something like that, he's with them long term. So yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure them. though, like all these young guys are signing these multi year deals. I reckon yeah. I like probably got NBA opt-out clauses, you know? So if they get an NBA gig, they're allowed to just break that contract and go, which is obviously the smart thing to do. Um, Especially, is he going to, is he declaring for the draft next year? Is that the plan with him? I I think so. I haven't read much, but I'm presuming so if he's a five-star. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Looking forward to seeing him play. Yeah, I'm keen. We're one year off. We're one year off seeing Lamelo versus Giddy, and then we're another year off seeing... Soto and Giddy and all, all those three players in the league at once. All from the, all from the. But it's NBA good to see him. All from NBL, which is yeah, dope. it's good to see him still. You know, coming as NBL as an option. Hundred percent. Um, for those who didn't hear, Shyla Hill, was it last week or the week before, got drafted. Um, which is dope to see. One of the players we've been filming since we started get drafted into you know WNBA or NBA. Um. Really happy for Shyla. She got drafted eighth to the Chicago Sky. Um, for those who don't know Shyla, she's been playing pro ball since she's like, <laughs> you know, 14 years old. Um, was named WNBL Youth Player of the Year in 2020, averaging 25 points and seven assists Ooh. a game. Yeah. She's nice. Yeah. Everyone she's knows nasty. that. She's tough. Her um, is ridiculous, man. Step back game. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. She's nasty. Apparently, Chicago Sky needed a backup point guard. So I think she fits that role perfectly. They said that Shyla 
is a pure point guard and she they like the way she plays. I heard an interview, I heard an interview at the draft when she got drafted that Chicago Sky called um, her agent and said Charlotte's too slow. She needs to get she needs to get quicker. And Shiloh went and um, got a sprint trainer and she reckons she's like so much faster now. And she reckons she's WNBA ready, which is, you know, when was that? What was the turnaround time? I I don't know, but she, I don't reckon it was that long. It would have been like a month or two probably. Well, that's interesting. Candace Parker, one of the goats of the WNBA signed to Chicago sky recently, I think this off season. So she's going to work with Candace Parker and apparently Chicago skies in the win now attitude. So it's going to be exciting to see. Hopefully, you know, she gets a lot of minutes and she contributes and does her thing 100%. and puts on well, for sure. That's, that's a re- reason for me. It was one of my goals this year, actually, to start following the WNBA a little bit more closely. Yeah. I would admit I haven't been following it all that closely. Like, I know the big names and stuff like that and playoffs come around. I always keep a track. Yeah. I want to start, I want to start watching, man. Not just for Charlotte. I think it's it's the, the league's come a long way in the last few years. Um and it warrants some more eyes on it. So I'm excited for, for her journey, but I'm going to definitely tune in to see what's up with it. Yeah, facts. There was a funny thing on NBA on, um, I think it's Inside the NBA with uh-huh. um, Shaq and Charles Barkley and Ernie. Yeah, the NBA. And she got drafted and Charles Barkley hopped on. He's like, hey, Shane, congrats to your daughter, but you're lucky I didn't knock your ass out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I watched that clip the other day on YouTube and they yeah. got into it, man. Yeah, they got into it. And then Shane no, Hill. But Barkley was doing some low-key dirty things, man. He was taking his legs out on jump shots and stuff like that. Yeah. No, I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't actually watched the clip. I, I've seen the clip where Shane's having a go at him. Um, dude, Shane Hill was cooking these dudes, man. Yeah, this guy was just getting loaded with the strap from like 35 feet, just launching everything, man. <laughs> it was just butter. Yeah. So they started yeah. get they started not not taking a while, started being dirty with him and rough <laughs> with him. And Shane Hill just gave it back. He's like, you know. Yeah. That's it. what we like. Yeah, Shane responded and he was just like, um, you're lucky I didn't throw some back, Charles, or whatever. And he's just like, yeah, but yeah, my daughter's going to kill it. So, yeah, we're, we're excited to see Charlotte kill it in the WNBA. Um, the last thing we're going to go over, Joe Ingles and the Jazz played Memphis today and they got the win. Joe Ingles' last five games has been popping off. Um, 20 bombs, shooting five threes. Um, they've just clinched a playoff spot, so they lose every game from now on. They still make it. Yep. How far can the Jazz go in the West? Man, like I, I'm, I'm an optimist with these things. Like I, I never like to write teams off. Mm. Um, so I, I don't like to just put a cap on them. But I don't know if if they're going to beat the Lakers. Um, I don't know if they're better than the Clips. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, it's hard to say. They're, they're right there, though. Like they're right there. You know, regular seasons, obviously, some indication of of where they're at as a team. So, I mean, they they're tough and they they put it all together and they've been kind of that mid range playoff team for a number of years now. Um, see if they can make that extra push. I guess. I mean, to get out the West, you're gonna have to beat the Lakers or the Clippers. Or someone, or you got to be someone that's already beaten the Lakers. Yeah, exactly. The team that's on a on a mad run as well. So, exactly. You know. But I mean, they are first in the West for a reason. So yeah, you yeah. know, I think if they go into a series, they will be tough to beat. Donovan Mitchell last year against the Nuggets, everyone saw what he did. Um, mm-hmm. They got Clarkson this year, who's been unbelievable. Yeah. You're going to need Clarkson's some big, unreal man. Yeah, you're going to need some massive games from Conley. 
So I don't know. They might they might be all right. Uh, yeah. I'm keen to see. I, how think, that, I think they'll be tough, man. They'll be yeah. they'll be super tough. But yeah. I, I definitely just, you definitely like don't playoff, see in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, I agree. But as soon as I think playoffs, man, as soon as I think NBA playoffs championship, I'm just like LeBron Lakers. I'm like they they're still my pick, man. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you know Lakers being up there, but my pick's still Brooklyn. I think I think Katie had his return game today and had 33 off the bench. It's light work. It's too it's easy insane. now. It's insane. Yeah, that's too light. All right, we got Josh Duarch coming on, six foot six guard out of Melbourne. Um, represented Australia a couple of times, just got announced into the NBA Global Academy um, and also got announced that he'll be representing Victoria um, in the under-20s next week in Mackay. Um, he's committed to Iona College um, for next season. I'm yet to film him personally. haven't seen him play live. Um, seen clips and stuff like that. He's very tough. Um, but yeah, we're keen to have him on the show and see what's up. I'm really bad at the scene of facade. Fucking my rappers with pulling their car. You send a track and I tell him it's hard. Throw on my alley, give Slatty no charge. Test me if you want, I walk what I talk. Got a street sweeper to clean up the block. If we can't find you, your cousin get smoked. Then bullets fly, get on the floor. Shot by myself and I never get raw. If she a baddie, I'm going in raw. Hey, you guys doing? What's up, Josh? How you doing? Hey, Josh, what's happening? Yeah, not much. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no worries, bro. We appreciate it. Um, first of all, I want to introduce her. She's going to be co-hosting the show today. What's happening, Josh? How you doing, bro? I'm good. How you doing? Good, man. Good. Um, we want to congratulate you on being announced into the NBA Global Academy recently, um, which is dope. Are you there right now? Yeah, I'm here at the Institute now, yeah. When did you arrive? You arrived recently? Uh, yeah, I came like uh, three weeks ago. I spent the week here like moved all my stuff in and then um we all went back for easter holidays and then we came back like two weeks ago yeah straight into training yeah yeah so first question is explain a day um explain a normal day at the um, nba global academy um typically you wake up I'm, i don't go to school i'm a grad so i'll probably get up at like maybe 8 30 or 8 have breakfast and we probably have like uh, India at like nine. So like maybe a group of probably eight of us just like shooting, getting a lot of shots up. And then um, after that, you just chill until all the boys get back to school really. And then you either have like a weight session and a shooting session or like a volume shooting and a team training session. It's just like um, just getting a lot of reps in. So it's always more than like one thing, you know, it's always like we always double up, like always shooting after weights or shooting after a team session or something like that is the grad program different to the the school program um we just get an extra weight session in each week so the kids in school they get one less weight session in, than we do um was that offer always on the table for you to go to the nba global academy or is it something that popped up recently no no something that just popped up recently so um we had the under 19s camp yeah. And then um, after that, they said that there was a scholarship available for me. And I thought it was probably best for me to get in, get in sort of the routine of like a college lifestyle now, since I'm going to be heading there soon, you know, with the weightlifting and the intense training and all that. I just do want it to be new to me when I get there. Yeah, 100%. Um, were you hesitant to take the offer to leave home and go to, is it Canberra? Yeah, Canberra. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say hesitant. I was just say like, you know, I miss my friends, miss my family. 
I had a pretty good setup back in Melbourne as well. Like I was hope I was hoping to play NBL one, but um, I just feel like it's better off for me to have like a strict routine, you know, something that I can stick to. Like it was a bit um, unorganized when I was in Melbourne. So that, that's that's dope to hear in young guys, you know, that want to like keep yeah. in line a bit more, you know. Um, we'll get into the um, your commitment to Iona. First of all, yep. why Iona? Um, I know you got interest from Mississippi State. Um, I think you got offers from Portland, Maryland, um, yeah, possibly more. Why'd you choose Iona? Um, well, first of all, like the most important thing really when you're like trying to go to school is like where are you gonna play most? You know, like I was getting offers from like some pretty big schools, and like the the chances are I wasn't gonna play much like in my freshman year. So um, I feel like at Iona I had the chance to play a lot in my freshman year. And they're like a pretty good school. They just got a Hall of Fame coach. Um, they just made the NCAA tournament. So it's a pre- I feel like it's a pretty good setup for me. Um, just like where I want to go as a player. Yeah, um, that's interesting. And there's a question I've, I've asked a couple of couple of the guys that we've had on. How much was the influencing factor was the fact that you have to you want to play in your freshman year? Was that like a big, big thing you were looking for? Did you ask coaches about that type of stuff during your recruiting process? Yeah, that was probably the that was probably the biggest factor, like how much am I going to play, you know? It's, it's the most important thing, really, like you're going to play. I didn't want to get sucked into the name. A lot of people get sucked into the name of the schools that are recruiting them. I didn't want to fall victim to that, you know? Um, how did the visit go? Um, we've had a couple of people come on um, and say they did Zoom calls and stuff like that. How did your recruiting process go? Mine was just like that. They had no they had no on-campus visits for like because of coronavirus. So, yeah, it was a like just get on the Zoom and they'll show you around campus. And it was a bit different. Like I was excited to visit all the schools, but like yeah. opportunity. There, but they, they did a good job though. Like they, um, they did a really good job advertising their school, like compared to the other schools that were recruiting me. Um, how much did your um, parents um, influence your decision? Um, not much really. I feel like, they just wanted me to do what was best for me. Like they, they wanted me to, they wanted me to decide in the end. They didn't want to influence it, but uh, they still just wanted me to be happy, you know? Yeah. Um, what do you want to achieve next season? Um, well, we've got like a, a pretty tough out of conference schedule. So I just want to, I just want to get the team on the radar a bit, you know, we're probably going to start the season unranked, but um, I feel like with our schedule, we've got like, um, We've got Kansas at the Garden, I'm pretty sure, Seton Hall at the Barclays Center. So I feel like with these, like uh, with the out-of-conference schedule like that, if we can if we can beat these big schools, like that might get us some some national um national attention. And, even, um, even for you. You've yeah, exactly. well in that. that was my next question, man. Like, yeah. what about yourself? What do you want to achieve? Yeah, yeah. Personally. Um I just yeah, I just want to get some attention, really. Um I'm going in there like no one really knows me. I'm coming from Australia. Like a lot of people are probably thinking like, you know, Rick, why'd you recruit this guy? Like, you know, you're probably good enough to get a five-star. But um, yeah, I just want to, I just want to show them what I can do. That's the chip on the shoulder. Do you think, you reckon, sorry to cut you off, Reese. Yeah, you're good. Do you think you've been, is that, has that been your kind of like early on in your juniors as well? Like kind of being slept on a little bit? Do you play with that little bit of chip on your shoulder type of mentality? Um, A little bit, a little bit. I wouldn't say, um. Uh, like back then, I was definitely slept on. Like a lot of these kids that are like um, doing well now, they've been known since like under 12s, like 14s, stuff like that. 
I really only started like in under 14. So, um, yeah, just a, a little bit, a little bit I play with a chip on my shoulder, I reckon. Um, the coach, obviously, you mentioned before, um, Rick Patino. Um, he coaches the Greek national team, for those who don't know. Um, he's led three different NCAA schools to the final four. Um, and he's had six years of experience in the NBA. Um, was that one of the bigger factors for you choosing Iona? And what does it mean um, knowing that you have one of the best coaches to learn off next season? Um, yeah, that was that was a big factor as well. Um, I guess like no one, no one with his background was really recruiting me, and like you could, I could see the difference when he was talking to me. Like just the knowledge he had, like the things he was saying to me. There was there wasn't a lot of schools that were you know, advertising the way he was. And um, get into it, Josh. What did he say, man? Uh, well, for example, like a lot of the schools, um, like uh, Portland, for example, or Maryland, for example, um, it's a lot about how I can make the school better, you know? Rick was really big on how he can make me better and how where he could take me as a player rather than where I could take them as a team. You know what I mean? That's, that's good to hear, that stuff. Um, yeah. You said before about the games at the Garden – um, against these bigger teams, do you, are you going to circle those on your calendar? You got to you got to perform at those. That's where the eyes will be at, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, that's where the eyes will be. I mean, that's it. Going to like a mid-major school, like with a with a schedule like that. I mean, if we can beat those teams, like I guess it just takes the pressure off us. A lot of mid-majors, you're not making the NCAA tournament unless you win your conference. You know, it's really yeah. hard to get it out. So if we if we can beat these top schools, I mean, like. It says a lot about us. Um, was the was the college route always hands down the thing you wanted to go to do, or was the NBL ever an option? Or yeah, it was always college. Um, my thing is that the the NBL is always going to be there. You know what I mean? I figure it's better I go get the development I need because let's say I sign with a NBL team now, they're not trying to develop me as a player. You know, they're trying to win. If I go to college, I can get the development I need, and then. If the opportunity is there, I'll be able to play NBL like at my best. So, yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, and also you know watching all this March Madness stuff uh, lately. Um, yeah, yeah, the college yeah. option, you know. I've been watching that since I was a kid. I've always wanted to play March Madness. So, yeah. like, I couldn't turn the opportunity. Hundred um, percent. We'll get into your early life um, in basketball. Who or what got you into basketball, and when did you start playing? I think you said under fourteens. Yeah, so I started playing rep in under-14s. Um, I was in, like, I, I want to say I was in grade six. I went to, like, a school camp, just like a like one of those school camps you go to. And um, there was this guy there. Uh, he, coached a, he coached a domestic team. And um, we were playing, we were just playing, like, some three-on-three, like, at the hard courts. And I never, like, I never played basketball, but, like, I always played with, like, my friends and stuff. I never played for a team. And um, he said, like, you're really good. Come play for our club. So I went and played. I think I was about two seasons. I finally said, yeah, like, I'm enjoying this. I want to play rep. Played rep in under-14s. Wasn't, like, was just a nobody, really. I wasn't that good. Played again in under-16s. And then um, that top age year in 16s, when I made my first state team, that's when things started to get real serious, like, in terms of, like, making national teams and getting identified and stuff like that. Did you play any other sports as a kid? Or was it strictly basketball? Yeah, I played AFO like ages ago, like yeah. well, like eight. <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like everybody from Melbourne yeah. who plays basketball has played AFL, AFL. man. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's big in Melbourne. It. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, was it under 16s that you realized, you know, you're good at this sport and you can start to take it seriously and that it could be a career? I mean, not even under 16s, I'd probably say under 18s. Like in under 16s, I was still just so raw and like I wasn't that confident. Like I was just, I feel like I was just really advanced in like my athleticism and stuff. But in under 18s, when I started to like um, sort of break down the game a bit more and um, just try to expand like my versatility that's when things got real serious and I thought I could make a career out of it. Um, How what, did that happen in terms of your versatility stuff all the way till now? Like, positionally, have you, where have you, where did you play when you were younger and like, where is the transition to yeah. now? Like, reference wise. So, I started under 14s. I was like a power forward just because I was the biggest on the team and I just yeah. fell into that trap of Australian basketball. You know, you're tall, so right. you're playing. Yeah. So, um, under, four, under 14s, I was like a power forward, but, um, I could always handle the ball. So when I got to under 16s, I had a coach who was like really big on me, like bringing the ball up. And I was like, you know, I wasn't really used to it, but like I was happy to do it. Just, you know, everyone wants to be a point guard. So um, I started I started handling the ball a lot more in under 16s. And then under 18s, that's when I just, yeah, I guess I'm a, I'm a guard now. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, said, you said something previously on how basketball Vic is a little bit, um, messy or something and then you just said about Australian basketball what are your thoughts on the way basketball Victoria run things is there anything you would change in particular or do you think they run it pretty well no they run things pretty well one thing I would change is they, they got to bring the Sudanese tournament back like that has to happen yeah like I was watching the under 18s nationals the other day <clears throat> and like this is a national tournament and like they weren't even coming close to the crowds like the Sudanese tournaments used to have back in the day you know what I mean like every seat will be taken and there'd still be hundreds of people trying to get in. Exactly. So like, dude, yeah. they used to run that, they used to run that Sydney's tournament at, um, in Sydney as well. Um, it's yeah. a nationwide thing, right? That's the one you're talking about. Yeah. The one where they, yeah. Yeah. And man, that's some of the, I played in a one year actually, this is a while ago. Um, mm. but even other times I've attended it, that's one of the most hype basketball environments I've ever been in, man, in my entire life. It's unmatched. Like yeah. I've never played like that. It's crazy. Uh, so how, think, did, how did Basketball Victoria link with that? Like, did, were they involved in running that, were they? Well, because it was always run at Werribee. So, like, you know, it was always run in Victoria. And um, I think about three years ago, there was some issues surrounding, like, um, violence outside the tournament. And then Basketball Victoria released a statement stating that, like, they weren't going to run the tournament in 2018 and that they would, they would they tried to bring it back and... They did it in Sydney. It worked out well, and they just haven't brought it back since. And I don't know. I feel like that that tournament, like that that tournament, is the best tournament I have ever played in. Like, it's just insane. Yeah. Do you play for the Longhorns? No, nah, I played for Red Roo. Red Roo. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I was gonna say something about um the under 18s turnouts and stuff like that because I feel like I don't know what it is, but. I feel like when they do these nationals tournaments, it's always in like Darwin or Mackay, mm. for example, or Werribee. Yeah. I guess Werribee is like 20 minutes from Melbourne City, you know. So like, yeah. I don't know why there's no crowds at under 18s nationals. You know, there should be, that should be the biggest crowd. You know, it happens yeah. once a year, top players in the country. But yeah, I mean, exactly. if, if you said there was, um, you know, thousands of people at that Sudanese comp in Werribee, there's no excuse why they shouldn't be at under 18s. So I yeah. don't know. Um, another thing about your early life, did you have any injuries growing up? 
Yeah, so two years ago, I um, I fractured my foot. Um, I actually did, I actually did the same injury that um put Ben Simmons at his rookie year. So yeah. I was out for like I was out for like three months, and um, that that did a little bit to my confidence a little bit, but um, I guess the timing of coronavirus like really helped me like do the rehab I needed because like I probably would have tried to come back earlier than I should have and probably would have like got injured again, but I feel like that coronavirus lockdown was sort of a blessing and a curse because I was able to rehab it fully and now I'm back I'm healthy I feel good so yeah I think it was a it was a good time to get injured it was 2020 man um earlier I think maybe oh a while ago you were announced to play in the 20s big team um yep. next week in Mackay um uh-huh. are you guys gonna up? be there yeah we're gonna be there um, yeah, cool. we. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out. Uh, you you got to get down. You got to. Get... Yeah, I need to, man. I got some. I got some guys here from Sydney that I, I got to keep an eye on. So. Um, yeah. But you know what? What what's made it? We were just talking about a race like basketball Australia doing a great job. Um, streaming. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. Watching yeah. 18s in my lounge room. I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. That partnership, they... partnership with Ko was like was clutch. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. One hundred percent. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be there. Book my flights last night. Um, yeah, cool. What are you What are your thoughts on your team? And are you guys winning it? We got a solid team. I'm I'm com- I'm confident that I'm confident that we'll win. I don't want to say I don't want to say 100 percent we're gonna win. Ah, say but, your piece. Uh, you gotta be confident. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm confident. We got we got a good team. We got a good team this year. Um, I feel like us boys. We actually were just me and all the Vic boys that are here, we're actually running through our plays today. We're like, we just can't wait. But um, yeah, we've we've got it. We've got a solid team. Um, how long you been? You said you've been playing since under fourteens, Vic. Oh no, nah, rep since under fourteens. I made my first state team in under sixteens. Okay, and yeah, uh, how many of those have you won gold? Um, two. One gold at sixteens and gold at eighteens. Okay, so are you, is that undefeated? Yeah, undefeated. Okay, well, so you're trying to make it through. Yeah, I was hoping to make it three and last year, but coronavirus. So. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. You've also represented Australia. Um, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but your first announcement was under 15s Oceania. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like being announced, put on the green and gold for the very first time? Uh, when I when I first heard it, I was like, it took a while to sink in. Yeah, but um. When you finally put on that jersey, it's just like a crazy feeling, and like you don't realize it until like you you get you get back after the game and you see all these messages like "great game" or "watching from home," and like you just realize how how big it really is. Like that game against New Zealand when we um we were down like seventeen, and like I just like at halftime we came to the locker room and I just I was like, "Damn!" Like, are we actually about to lose? Like, we're not going to qualify for Asia, and I was just like, "Like, we can't be the only age group that doesn't go." and that comeback was like something special. You averaged 11 points in that competition in the under 15s and you were announced the all-star five, um, which is a huge, accomplish- a huge, huge accomplishment. Um, explain yeah. that overall experience of the whole competition and winning gold. Um, that, that experience was like, that was probably the most, um, how do I explain it? Memorable. It was just, 
it was just different in the way like the accommodation and just the the environment like going to going to somewhere like Papua New Guinea where it's like you know we're used to playing tournaments in like Sunshine Coast or like yeah. Victoria like places with nice hotels and good food and all that like it was a bit hard to adjust but um just the experience is like just the experience like I'll, I'll, I'll never forget it it was like um winning winning gold with that with that squad and with the green and gold was like yeah it was special um recently you announced to be a member of the australian under 19 national squad um the emus yeah um where you'll look to represent the green and gold um in yep. the fiba is it world cup yeah the world cup yeah. yeah world cup um which is awesome i'm rooting for you to make the squad what would it mean to make that team yeah that would mean heaps i guess that would just be like the it would just prove to me that i can um i can sort of hang with like the age group above as well you know yeah like that age group is, i reckon that 2002 age group is gonna probably have the most draft picks we've ever seen in australia you know what i mean yeah so knowing with those guys that'll mean a lot to me so i'm gonna I'm send you the list of the team right now of the, yep. the squad i want you to pick yep. out a starting five for me all right pick out a starting five of the under 19 squad um i'll go um dyson at the point yeah okay. uh, i have to go meet the two yeah so, uh, <laughs> i'll go David Aquera at the three. Yeah. Uh, I'll go Bol Deng Dit at the four. And then I'll go. Um, I'll go. He's not on the list, but he was at camp. His name's Harry Wessels. He's here with me now at the Institute. Yeah. He, he, the he is on the list. He's, oh, he's, he's the there? last one. Yeah. 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 You can uh, add him. I'll, I'll go Harry Wessels at the five. Yeah. Uh, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Um, we'll get into our 10 quick questions. We like to ask these every week. Um, yep. you can answer these at your own pace. Who's the most underrated player in the country born in 03 or above or like above 03? Yeah. Um, most underrated player in the country. When you say above, do you mean like 04 or 02? Yeah, 04. Most underrated player in the country. <sighs> Sheesh. Um, set up, Josh. Easy answers. Set up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say. I'm gonna have to say. Look, it. I, I wasn't. I would never pick this guy. Like maybe a month ago, but like from what I've seen while I've been here, he's just like, he's just a floor general. I'll probably go Evan Evan Kilminster okay. from New South. Yeah, I, I, I've seen. I've seen some stuff on him. He's he's kind of nice. Yeah, he's nice. Nice. Yeah. All right, going with the underrated theme. Who's the most underrated player in the NBA? You think? Most underrated in the NBA, um, yeah. I'll say Shea Gilgis Alexander. Mm. It's tough. I don't yep. hear that name thrown out enough. He's so no. nice, man. I was watching yep. him the other day. And I was like, this guy is just a, a bucket walking around like anytime, yep. anytime. You know what I mean? Tough. Yep. Um, what TV show are you watching at the moment or recently? Um, Power. I finished Power. I finished Power probably two, three weeks ago. Yeah. And um, I just I just started. I'm not sure if you guys know. I just started All American the NFL yeah. show. Yeah, a yeah, lot that's... of people say All American. Yeah, it's good. All right, this is a bit bit of a tricky one. What's like your pet hate? It could be anything, day to day life, or something that gets you going, man. Uh, 
<laughs> what's what's yours, Hesh? Uh, you go first. Mine, <laughs> and mine is definitely, I was talking to someone about this the other day, when people don't raise their hand and say thank you when you let them in. <laughs> That's I, so random. I, I'm so calm. I consider myself a calm person. I just, I, that just gets me so angry. It's like yeah. so entitled to get that spot. I let you have that spot. Say thank you. <laughs> but look, I'll probably say, I'll probably say people that people that snore. I, I hate when people yeah. snore. Yeah, yeah. You sound I like my missus too. She yeah. hates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, who's who's in the headphones right now? Favorite artist? Uh, NBA Youngboy. Yep. I'll go wrong. Uh, favorite yeah. basketball yeah. memory. Favorite basketball memory. Yeah, almost memorable moment. Um, probably that New Zealand game at Oceana. We were like, we were just, we were just all ready to give up. And I don't know, somehow we found it in us. I think in the second half, we won like 27 to 10 or something like that. Yeah. I'm back. Yeah. Okay. We do this every week and this time I'm going to switch it up a little bit because everyone been answering too quickly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, what, who's your celebrity crush? Uh, but give, give us a top three. Top three. Mm. <laughs> celebrity crush. I'll go. Mm, I'll go Janae Aker. Okay. Haven't heard that I'll one yet. Tick. I'll go. Pardon? I said, said I'm a fan. Tick. I'll give you the approval <laughs> of that one. Yeah. I'll go Rihanna. That's just a given. And then I'll go um, last one. Matter of fact, yeah, Rita Ora, the singer. Yeah. Ah. Yep. Yeah, yep. she's in my top I like, three. I like, the, I like the list, Josh. Versatile. Yes. Got a bit of, you know, yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. What about least favorite food, man? What do you, don't you avocado. like? Avocado. I can't eat Ooh. avocado. I can't do it. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, who's the best female hooper in the country? For like my age group? Let's just say junior. So like under. Yeah, let's just say your age group. Uh, probably. Um, that I've seen probably Jade Melbourne. Yeah. Okay. Good pick. Yeah. So, all right. What about the the best male basketball player in the country currently residing in Australia? Your age group. Uh, um, it's probably going to give him a big head, but I'll probably say Dyson Daniels. Damn. He ain't going with yeah. himself? Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I'm, I'm honest. I'm honest. I'm honest. Okay. Yeah, that's dope. I respect yeah. that for sure. But, uh, but if, we're talking, if we're talking most potential, it's David Aquero by far. By yeah. far. Yeah, I agree with that, man. I've seen a little bit of David, and I'm, I don't know him personally at all, but man, oof. that guy, that, that guy's a lottery, man. That guy's a lottery. Okay, uh, we'll take your word for it. Yeah. Um, we're gonna wrap it up there. Sorry for the fan questions; we didn't get them up in time because um, this was a bit rushed. Um, but we appreciate you coming on. We know it's time consuming, and we wish you all the best at Iona. And next yeah, week in Mackay, hopefully, you guys. Uh, thank you. Hopefully. I'll keep an eye out. I'll keep an eye out, Josh. Nice to chat to you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Take care. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on episode six. Um, We've got a real interesting one next week. Um, We're really keen for it.
Um, we appreciate it. Everyone go cop the merch if you haven't already. Um, subscribe to our YouTube, follow us on Instagram. And yeah, we'll catch you next week.